Hi guys, welcome to Tales Recap Volume 2. This episode features um, some old tales that we uh, told on the podcast. Um, if you want to check them out, the full episodes is 3.5 and 8.5. Uh, catch you guys real soon. So, lady I used to work with um, from Czech Republic, she used to say a lot of wild stuff on a weekly basis to the point where I started to get... I don't feel like I was at this point where I could... I had something to say back to her. I was just completely shocked at every... Every time she said something, I was just shocked. And it came to a point where she... Um, um, it was a time when, on the news, there was all of the news stories about the people coming from Syria fleeing, like, war, and, and oh, a lot no. of other, and other like, um, countries. So Nigeria, Ethiopia, and a lot of... A mixture of people. And she was always used to say, like, why are they coming here? Like, this country... They don't suit this country. Wait, wait, sorry, sorry. You're from you, the Czech you Republic. Over, yeah, I saw wait, you. Wait. I said to, to start. Yeah? You said she's from the Czech she Republic. She explained herself. She explained herself. She's from the Czech Republic. She's a Czech Republic. She okay. said, um, at least where I come from, like, it's kind of like set up the same way. But where these people are coming from, how they're going to know what to do when they get here. Like, ah. There's buildings, different buildings. I, I really different feel buildings. like, are you I feel okay? like she buildings. thought that people were coming from like some deep, deep village with hearts. Like, do you know people that just have no idea what the world is, like different yeah. countries are? Cool. So uh, there's one point when she said that she was in Walthamstow with her fiancé driving down the street and an African lady, I don't know how she determined that she was African, but okay, an African lady was crossing the road and she just looked wild and she added hand motions to it that she looked wild. And I just thought, what do you mean wild? And she's like, you know what? I don't feel like she's used to traffic. So traffic? She, yes, traffic. They must not have cars where she's... She, wow. Yes. She actually said all of this. It's so they wild. They must not have cars. No, so she just, she was just, she was trying to explain it. Like, yeah, I understand why, because she must not be used to traffic. I said, wow. Okay. So our manager um, was from Dominica. And um, we used to have like daily debriefs because I just couldn't do it. And she'd say, oh, you know what? She's always been like this. But if you have something to tell me, like come and we can speak about it. Actually, now looking back, she probably should have done something about it. Absolutely. Yeah, but we're just going to give her that pass just for now. So one um, fateful day, she came to our desk and she was speaking to us. Um, I'm, I'm, our manager, I don't want to say her name, but the Dominican lady was speaking to me. And she was saying, oh... Um, yeah, da, da, da. we're talking about the differences between Af um, East Africa and Dominica, Rwanda and Dominica, so I'm from Rwanda. Um, and the Czech lady just turned to me, she was like, what do you mean? I isn't Dominican Africa? First of all, no. First of all, no, it's not. Um, <laughs> then we pulled up a map and we showed her where the Caribbean was and she proceeded to ask, so why are black people there and black people in Africa. And at that I'm point, finished. At that point, my mind just started doing cartwheels. I didn't know what to say. I didn't know what to think. Yeah. I looked at what the, at the Dominican lady. Do you know what? Well, I don't, my, I in that case, I wouldn't actually know what to say. I, you don't know where to start from. Are you dance? No, no, no. no, no, no. You, you don't know where to dance well. from. But do you, but do you know what? Do you know so where, she you had the nerve where to, to start sorry, from? She had the nerve to open up her mouth and say, other people won't fit but you yeah. don't fit into an society with education well, because you don't know basic things about history. Well, but you know what I realised? Do you know what I realised? After my... Because I'm just about to do point five. It's going to be really quick. We need to discuss because someone sent in a submission. Mm -hmm. Oh, is that a dilemma? Not a dilemma, just like an, a tale from the plantation. Okay. Oh, well, gosh. Can we, Can we dilemmas? ask the dilemmas? I said this and he's like, nah. On free shots, they do, and their dilemmas are wild. Absolutely wild. Do you know, do you know what? Either. In terms of asking for, for dilemmas, I... 
Do you know, if, if people want to send in dilemmas, go ahead. I mean, I, I just want to say I'm not liable for any bad things that may happen as a result of you taking my advice yeah. um, <laughs> for my dilemmas. But anyway, we got a submission so from a friend of mine. I want to read it out. So it reads, everyday racism in the workplace. I, like many other black women in the corporate world, regularly experience folly remarks on my hair and sometimes my culture. Oh gosh, not I will switch up my hairstyle maybe once a week. Nothing. It's, it's true, like black women, you guys get the hair thing so much. I will switch up my hairstyle maybe once a week. Nothing dramatic. It may go from a bun one week to halo braids the next and then maybe something, including a flat twist, somewhere another week. All pretty standard, relatively minor things that I don't really put a huge amount of thought or effort into. My non-black colleagues, however, not just white, consistently make the biggest song and dance about my hairstyle. And one white male colleague who is a repeat offender even goes to the extent of fully staring at me, literally eyes glued to me until I finally look back at him. He will then take that as non-verbal consent to proceed with his ridiculous comments and questions. These include, but are not limited to. (laughs) Does your hair cost you a lot of money? Do you do it yourself or do you hire someone to do your hair each morning? Please don't think I'm taking the mick. I just find your hair fascinating. Some colleagues ask me how long it takes me to put my hair into a bun, whilst others think my curls are some sort of perm. One colleague even had the gall and energy, I'm saying this because she capitalised it, to run up up to me at my desk with her loud voice and exclaim that she couldn't believe how neat my hair was. I blinked at her and replied, this particular comment came from a white blonde haired woman. My Indian line manager regularly says her hair gets so frizzy it's worse than afro hair. And she would be... And she would beat me in a frizzy hair competition to which I replied, my hair is not and does not get frizzy unless it's dry like hay. And frizz is not and should not be synonymous with afro hair. Another occurrence was in one of my meetings when the aforementioned repeat offender nearly made me lose my salvation. So he's he's one of our IT experts and he was expressing his contempt for people at work who keep messing with the wires in meetings, rooms and compromising the equipment. He went on to joke that he's going to configure the wires so that it would give the offenders an electric shock. (laughs) And we would then know who they are because their hair would be a huge afro because of the shock to which he then pointed at me. What? What? No, but you this, no, but check, this, check this, check this. For the oh. record, my hair was slicked down into a bun that day. <laughs> I cannot. But the way my fist clenched under the table. So I asked him what exactly he meant by that and why he thought he could point at me. He then started to stutter, but continued in his justification saying, because my hair is curly, it would look like mine. No. By this point, I opened my mouth to respond, but my Indian boss jumped in and tried to say, haha, well, my hair is frizzy too. Haha. Her feeble attempt to diffuse the situation angered me more and I told her to sit down. <laughs> Yes! I forgot myself at this point as it was a snap remark that came too quickly for me to stop. My genius! So now, of course, the angry black woman narrator comes into play. The meeting continued with everyone walking on eggshells around me. There are many other stories I could tell about colleagues asking me to speak in Jamaican. You are? Jamaican. You're lying. And offering to teach me some Urdu words in return. Mm. What use they thought I would have for that is beyond me. But this email is already long. Anyways, I have deadlines to hit for the massa, so take care. <laughs> I can't believe that. Do you know oh, what? Gosh, I, I'm shocked. I mean, am I shocked? I'm no, just. You're disappointed, I, but we're not. Surprised. I'm disappointed, but not surprised. All these things sound surprised. very familiar. Stuff has happened to me as well. Yes. I've never had anybody ask me, "Can you speak Jamaican to me?" Because I would look at them sideways and say, "I'm sorry, what exactly do you want me to say?" I don't understand. There's no, no such thing as Jamaican as Patwa. What? I don't understand. But then this is why I say, this goes back to, yeah, di- 
I don't you can't give these people energy. You can't spend <laughs> lunch time with them. You whenever they get even slightly familiar, they always take yes. liberties. Like that is the rule. <laughs> if you true. let if you give them an inch, they will take yes. the whole moment. They don't away. even need the to get familiar. Let them land on the shore to take what do you mean? <laughs> yeah, if you give them a it's boat, not even a whole family fam, their cousins, friend next door neighbour could have gone to Barbados four years ago and they'll be like do you know what the other day Johnny from down the road came and had some saltfish <laughs> okay what no. do you think about that but what you, I no. don't know <laughs> no but you no but you guys will actually get it you hmm.